0: Now, brought to you by Ligaris Roasters, the coffee alchemists behind Gut Check Espresso. www.ligarisroasters.com Coming to you live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from the Nakatomi Cigar Room in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state,
1: it's the Gut Check Podcast, with your hosts, Ted Kluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Kluck, joined, as always, in studio where I'm very relaxed and sitting back in a relaxed way <laughs> by my good friend and partner in radio, Zachary Bartles. And Zach, this is uh, episode number two of a series of live episodes that we're taping from the Nakatomi Smoking Room right here in Lansing, Michigan, where it is approximately 150 degrees. So, But not in here. It's only 123 That's in right, the smoke room because we've got a window yeah. air
0: conditioning unit a scant three feet from us. You're going to hear
1: that the gentle hum of that piece of machinery, which is so exquisite. The little AC that couldn't. The little AC that couldn't quite cut it. But uh, we are here. We are doing radio. We're happy to do radio. And Zach, we've got a, a, a bit of a, a serious episode uh, today because um, one thing that we like to do on this radio program is look at issues. Um, we we like at, to focus on them a we little We like to focus on them. We like, like to look at issues that are in focus and... We have to take issues that are out of focus and, 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 focus and bring them, them, up. them into yeah. focus. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but a long time ago, I wrote a book about the emergent church. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, in it, I wrote a little bit about two gentlemen, and I use that term loosely, uh, who are now on tour together. Yeah. And the gentlemen are Rob Bell and Peter Rollins. So, what I want to do with you today here on the on the show. Um, is look at some of the promotional materials for that tour. I want to hear whether or not that's something that you would be interested in uh, in going to. You're and attending? I just want, I just wanna dramatically read some of those materials and see how they catch you. Okay. All right.
0: Well, you know, I remember what's funny is I don't think I would have known who Peter Rollins was but
1: for you. But for me kind of eviscerating him in my in my book Why We're Not Emerging probably. Well, even
0: after that, like there were so many names in uh-huh. that
1: book that I don't think I really walked away
0: from it with a clear picture. Of yeah. who he was, because I didn't know who he was going in.
1: In that he was kind of indistinguishable from the rest of them, <laughs> in a sense, wasn't he?
0: But after that book, there was yeah. a, a season of time when you kind of intentionally, completely mm-hmm. disengaged from engaging yeah. with uh, the the whole emergent Movement. industrial complex. Yeah, yeah. And and yet, there was a an, an late Audie's Ted Kluck... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, blog post. Back I almost I forgot blogging. what a blog was. Yeah. yeah. And, and in the blog post, all you said was, this is the most unintentionally hilarious website I've ever seen, peterrollins.biz or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went on it and I read it and I commented on that blog post.
1: Nice. You are correct. You are correct. I'm happy to report, and we'll get into this in a more detailed way in a moment that it is still pretty unintentionally hilarious. So he has has been nothing if not consistent. But I will say this about Peter Rollins. Tip of the cap. Tip of the distressed hipster fedora to Peter Rollins because I can can honestly say this. He has updated his website more times than I have since the late Audis.
0: Everyone has updated their website more times than you have. (laughs)
1: Exactly. I remember
0: you had... You had a very simple WordPress website when I met you in 2007 or 2008. Sure. And then, speaking of which, dude, 10-year yeah. anniversary of our friendship this year. Wow. And then... Uh, Apropos that we're doing these episodes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's what these are. They're a celebration. Yeah.
1: Uh, we should go on tour together. Yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing. And then... Actually, um, all kidding aside, we should do a live event. Well,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's something we should suss out.
1: We should suss that out for sure.
0: But uh, well, I was saying a thing. Oh, You're right. You're, about yeah. Then Moody Press yeah. updated it for "Hello, I Love You," which what yep. year was that?
1: Uh, like that, 2010, maybe.
0: Whenever you went and got, uh, yeah. you, you were three months in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. It was a sad three months mm-hmm. um, for me. Happy for you, mm-hmm. uh, in that you, you, you know. Actually, your the your months themselves and, were kind of sad,
1: but the, the end result. The was end happy. result. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: and, and and then after that, I believe it was updated one more time. Yes. But not quite. Like no, no. I updated the graphics on it. Yes. which was a bear to figure out how to do, but it's yeah. still the same basic
1: format of website. Correct. as it was in 2010 in probably. 2010. <laughs> yeah. That's how disinterested in my own website I am.
0: Now there was a time when you you had like a group of students
1: who were like working on a new deal for you. They were thinking about doing it, but um, their class got over, and so it kind of it fell by the wayside. But I need to re-engage that. I need that to be a thing, but...
0: Especially for a guy who you... That's your only online home. Like, you can't go yeah. to Ted's Twitter page. Right. Um, there's your Facebook page, which you were just looking at for the first time in a year.
1: I only look at my Facebook page when I travel up here to Lansing, Michigan, <laughs> so it's kind of an annual tradition.
0: And I'm happy to say that this time, there's more stuff about you on your Facebook page <laughs> than about me and my projects. <laughs>
1: baby listen for the first time in a long time one of the unspoken ground rules of our friendship is that you are uh, you're free to use my online presence to promote any of your projects in fact in another five years I expect my website to have just sort of morphed into your website. It's like
0: a link to my church it's a link to your pictures church. of my family
1: exactly <laughs> baby you know who uh, who is the opposite of disinterested in his own website though is Peter Rollins who's that? Peter Rollins. Yeah.
0: Now, when you say tour, what are you talking about, Ted? Because I, I don't know that everyone knows where we're coming from with this.
1: Yeah, I'm talking about these two gentlemen touring around, acting like rock stars, and bloviating at an audience. Um, which, to be fair, is what I would like to do with you. Is, so, there, is there a name for the tour? What is the name for the tour? i forgot. it. It would I'm be right. the Holy Shift Tour. Ooh, Holy Shift. I see what they've shift. done there. Which is kind of a dad joke. It is, yeah. But I feel, like, I feel like dad jokes are sort of intellectually beneath where Rob Bell and, and Peter Rollins see themselves. So, Zach, there's a lot of layers to peel back on that. But before we do it, uh, I want to talk about a couple of products. Uh, I want to talk about the Christian Gentleman's Smoking Companion. Uh, this is a book that we've sold thousands of copies of. And this is a book that I am happy to announce. We are working. We, we've got many pages uh, in the hopper already on a sequel for. So the sequel is going to be a Christian Gentleman's Smoking Room Companion in that it's going to be essays, stories, uh, some of the pop culture related stuff that we've written along with some brand new Cigar and Pipe material. So uh, I absolutely cannot wait to get to the marketplace with this, to get to the marketplace with the red velvet smoking jacket that will accompany it uh, because I'm now in the garment industry. Um, these are all exciting things and, uh, it's fun to be sussing this out together, but there's one more thing that I want and I feel greedy. I feel greedy (laughs) even talking about this, but on my other podcast, um, I very casually without any agenda at all, um, mentioned a couple of things that I would like to see visually. The first was, I wanted to see a rendering of a new Marvel character called, uh, conference retreat man based on the life of Ronnie Martin. Um, And three days later, in my email inbox, appeared from an artist, very talented artist named Megan Tennant. Uh, She put together a drawing of Big R. Then she later put together a drawing of me on a horse. And Zach, I got to tell you, how would you feel about some some Gut Check original artwork?
0: Well, I'd love to see it. I I mean, granted, yeah, we would be riding the coattails of your other program. Um, but I don't see it that way. I don't. I don't mind seeing it that way because there have yeah. been many happy rant things yeah. that have sort of ridden the coattails of of, of, of our yeah. brainstorming. Absolutely. Sometimes our brainstorming from from years previous. So the, you know, what it is it's symbiotic. It's, it's, and it's and a symbiosis. Yeah. 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 So and, and, and you know, we we don't just have one uh, listener who's artistic.
1: No, we've got several. And and hear this.
0: I'm looking for Jacinda X J on the uh on the Twitter here and I can't find her, but I know that I see her
1: incredible like uh sketch art and just amazing stuff. I don't want to wear out my welcome with either artist. Right. I don't want to assume. Um I know that they're busy, they have vibrant careers of their own that they're building, but I in a perfect world, Zach, what kind of rendering of you and me would you like to see? Well there we had we had been talking about watching Made. This weekend, that's tradition. We always watch Made together, and I just ash my cigar all over. That's all
0: my right. I, 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 um, dust bustered this whole room of like twenty pounds of ash before you got here, <laughs> nice. knowing that it would be even ashier by the yeah. time you left, and that's fine,
1: dude. It's gonna be like kids playing in the snow when we leave this room <laughs> in three days. We're gonna be like making ash angels. Um, I, I think maybe the uh, that that
0: picture of of uh, Favreau. And uh, Vince Vaughn. On the cover
1: of Made. Bobby Rasigliani. Bobby Resigliano. Is everybody in this room named Bobby Bobby <laughs> um, that,
0: that Those two guys in the limo there, yeah. if it was us?
1: Yeah. That that would be nice. That would be so nice. What was the Vince Vaughn character's name in that movie? He's called
0: Bobby Resigliano at one point. He calls himself that, but he's yeah. actually... Uh, okay. The fact that I can't remember makes me feel like an idiot. His character is called
1: Trent Walker in Swingers. Trent, yeah, Big T. Big T. The T can talk. big T can talk. I wonder what his name is in Made though. I hate that we can't remember it because I consider the two of us to be Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Slade. Slade. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky Slade, Ricky Slade. Yeah, I'm paying enough people to pretend to sweep. Exactly. So, <laughs> so the image would be the cover of Made. Um, Google image it if you haven't seen it. It's uh, Bobby Ruscignano and Ricky Slade in the back of a limo, uh, stretching out like gentlemen, like we do.
0: And of course, recognizing that we're we're speaking to people who. Like, their actual job for which they're compensated and from... Their livelihoods. Yeah, this is what
1: they do. And and we're not talking about commissioning and paying for. This would be akin to somebody, like, on on a different podcast, like, imploring us to basically write a chapter about them.
0: Could you write a book... And, and, and not, I'm not going to pay you for it, even no. though I know that, that you write books for, for part of your living.
1: Actually, that very thing has happened to me like a dozen times. But it, it always annoys you, you, though. Yeah, that yeah thing? that's right. So we're probably annoying right now. I don't want to be annoying, though, is the thing. But, I'm conflicted. There, but, you, but the thing is, one of
0: these artists already uh, produced
1: three beautiful... Dude, those those pictures... Can we talk about the picture of me on a horse for a minute? Dude, that picture's amazing. I want to talk about it. Yes. It's hanging on on on. You like have my the original at mantle. home? I, I I'm getting it framed. It's gonna it's gonna go over the fireplace. So this was sent to you in the mail. It was sent to me via email electronically. Oh, okay. I'm so getting you, it... you
0: printed. Out, you don't yeah, have the original. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Dude, that that is amazing. Yeah. Dude, the one of Piper. What's funny is I'm just scrolling quick. It's so through spot on though. Twitter. It is Piper. I saw that picture and it, it was there and gone because I was scrolling quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, was that? Wait a minute. Was that Barnabas? Mm-hmm. And I backed up, and it was Barnabas. And then I. That's when I discovered the other two pictures as well. Yeah. It's subtext, I haven't listened to the Happy Rant in a good nine months. It's okay. I feel a little bad about that because Maybe I do like the program.
1: Bad. I thank you for liking the program.
0: And I listen for you. Yeah. Um, not that I don't like the other guys. I, just, I like, no, the, no, no, I like no. to hear yeah, you riff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I like to make sure that when you say like the same jokes on our program that I, that I remove them.
1: Yeah. So that, you know. I know so the, you don't know you're doing it. I don't know I'm doing it. It's, it's a... I think it's an old man thing, but it's an endearing old man <laughs> it thing. It is. You know what I mean? Ted, all your, all your things are endearing. Ah, thank you, baby. Thank you. I want to talk about a couple of gentlemen that aren't that endearing, but who are very... <laughs> kind of bringing it back around. Kind of them. bringing it back around, but who are very conscious of their own images, since we're kind of talking about And image. again, older men in this case as well. And they are older men. They're not young men anymore, because uh, it, it's funny, baby. You know, 10, 12 years ago, whenever I wrote that Emergent Church book, we were all young men. You know what I mean? We were young. We were we were early in the game. Uh, like I was barely thirty when that stuff happened. I don't even think I was thirty.
0: No, I don't think so. At the beginning, we of, but I was in my twenties.
1: Rob yeah. Bell was kind of in his twenties.
0: You 20s. and I hung out in our twenties. Yeah. Now we're hanging out in our forties, but that doesn't make sense because we were talking about
1: ten, almost, almost thirty. I think time moves faster when we're together. It does. Yeah. 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 It, which is, but hopefully it moves slowly. Which is over a the next thing couple of thing days. At all. Yeah. It didn't. It wasn't tinged with games. It didn't sound no. weird at all. Yeah. No. Good. Good. <laughs> um, baby, I want to. I want to time a... stand still when we're together. That sounds a little weird. <laughs> I want to. I want to take a deep dive into this tour material, and then right. I want to turn it around again and do something happier, which is to read uh, a brand new original chapter as part of Gut Check Literacy Month, uh, a chapter of our new book, uh, "Re Raptured Again," our Raptured sequel, and uh, I can't wait to do that. But before we do it. Let's have a look at this website.
0: Now, people, just so you can picture what's going on, mm-hmm. because Hans, and by the way,
1: yeah.
0: I watched, uh, I found out that, that Gut Check Army member, uh-huh. Alex Police,
1: yeah,
0: uh, who, who people are familiar with if they listen to this program, had not seen Die Hard. What? So we got, we got him and, and Mrs. Police over here, and yeah. uh, we watched it, and I, and I found out okay. that the line is Hans Babe.
1: Really, it's not booby. It's not booby. It's babe. He says booby a lot. He says booby a lot. I, he says Hans booby. I'm your white knight. Yes. Yeah. But
0: for for you and I, it's always Hans booby. This is radio. It's Hans booby.
1: This is radio. Not so television. you know
0: what the picture? I am. We're we're on our second cigars of the day. Mm-hmm. Now this time Ted's doing the KFC. Yeah. And it's the one that's called the Swamp Fang. Is it really? It's called a swamp thang. Fascinating. I feel like that that cigar that I love so much is definitely marketed towards someone that is very different from me. That's it. Like like a guy who might wear like the orange camo. Yes. Um, and I'm smoking a Rocky P, so we like switched. Yeah, we switched. Um, but all the cigars we're lighting, we're lighting with this
1: massive like it's like a blowtorch, like an acetylene torch <laughs> that you would weld like pieces of metal together. This with. is like
0: what Jesse Pinkman uses to light the crystal meth that he smokes in a little pipe. <laughs> um, but it really works well to get the the uh, cigar going. It also and I, likes not the cigar, as it yeah, turns yeah. out.
1: So, all right, uh, let's hear
0: about this website, dude. All
1: right, so I'm on PeterRollins.com. He is promoting uh, his tour with Rob Bell, which is called the, uh, the Holy Shift Tour. Um, do you think it's supposed to be like a double entendre? I don't know, but we'll get to Rob Bell in a minute. But, Zach, here's what I'd like to do. Part of our history, part of the DNA of this program, if you will, is... Something we we used to do and we used to like to do, which is reading something dramatically and kind of imploring one another to not respond to it. To be such radio pros that we don't laugh, we don't snicker, we don't giggle, we don't respond. I, and I feel laugh.
0: like that's something we ought to be bringing back.
1: Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're going to bring it back today. And the reason I paused was that I was relighting my cigar. With with your torch. I just want to be upfront. I want to be transparent about what's happening in the studio. You want to be authentic. I feel like transparency is a big part of the emergent movement and authenticity. And I just want to be totally authentic about where we are. So, Zach, what I'm going to do, I'm going to invite you to take a look at Peter Rollins' image on his website. Well,
0: I just brought up this website. And I want to just ask you uh-huh. if this popped up on your computer. Mm-hmm. Free audiobook. Did you see this? I did. What's the name of the book? It's Zach? called The Orthodox Heretic Ooh. Oh,
1: and Other so... Impossible Tales. Mm. That's so, like, uh titillating in its in its seeming contradictions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like he's. That's, that's kind of his thing. That's how he uses his words to be intriguing. I'm this thing, but I'm the opposite thing. I'm of this. this thing, but I'm the opposite thing. You don't quite know what thing I am, is the thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> Zachary, I wanna. <laughs> I want to implore you to look at this image with me. And I'm ready. And I just want you to free associate when I show you this this guy. All right. Um, I want you to describe because you're a word guy, and then I want you to free associate a little bit, and then I'm going to read you through the. Um, I, I saw that too. I knew that that would garner a reaction. Um, here we go. Here's his image. This is Peter Rollins, aged early forty. I would early forties. I would say. What do you see there, baby? Describe that for us um, in the public.
0: Wow, that is really moody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is a very intentionally mooted up. Someone turned up the contrast on that.
1: We're looking at a guy with wow. doing a thing that I kind of find to be a pet peeve, which is hanging the sunglasses from right here, such that it tugs down at the right gruner. here, being the yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 right down here, right here, where like the two parts of the clavicle meet.
0: Yeah, on his t-shirt. On his t-shirt. He's, he's kind of leaning on something industrial. Mm. There's a, a very stark light source coming from the side. This is definitely a uh, don't-I-look-like-Bono kind of a situation.
1: Would you, would you describe for me the look on his face? Hmm. What does the look say to you?
0: I'm thinking hard.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm not
0: saying that I'm thinking hard about it. I'm saying that's what the yeah. look says to me.
1: The look says I'm thinking hard. The look says, don't think of me. As an adjunct instructor of philosophy at a community college, which is probably what I am in the daytime. Uh-huh. Rather, think of me as a, a sort of barroom, like a pub philosopher. You know what I mean? I see that. Yeah, like, yeah, I go to the pub, and there's like the guy with the with the uh, the towel slung over his shoulder, <laughs> wiping things down. There's <laughs> the guy that exists only in movies. The guy that exists only in movies. There, there's audio of like glasses clanging in the background and drinks being <laughs> pints being pulled, as it were. And, um, and I'm spitting out just the, the, the most fascinating nuggets of armchair philosophy imaginable, and we're having a vibrant conversation. That's what, I, that's what that look says to me. Okay. Um, Zach, should I get into his bio? I wonder if you would make an attempt
0: to read it in an uh, Irish accent, some kind of a lilt. A lilt, a brogue, as it were? <laughs> yes, I, I feel like that's what it's meant to be read in. Here's and... the thing.
1: You're the, you're the voice guy. Like, would you like to read it? I, I think I feel like I would fail at that. I would fail at it too because I'm not that good at voices. You're better than me. At but all right, let me try the first paragraph. Try the first paragraph, and then maybe we'll and then I'll hand paragraphs. it back to you, yeah, and yeah. you can
0: read it just straight. Yeah. All
1: right, here we go. Okay, so we're getting back to an old conceit where Zach's going to read, and I can't respond to anyone. <laughs> About Peter. <laughs> Peter
0: Rollins is a writer, philosopher, storyteller, uh-huh. and public speaker who's gained an international reputation for overturning traditional notions Mm. of religion and forming, quote, churches that preach the good news. Trademark. That we can't be satisfied that life is difficult and that we don't know the secret.
1: (laughs) You know who you sounded like just then? Lucky the Leprechaun? Lucky the Leprechaun, but also, did you ever see a... This is a good turd. This movie is a good turd. It stars... Ben Affleck? No, no, no. It stars ah. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. I believe it came out in the early Far and 90s. Away? Far and Away. Yeah,
0: great movie.
1: You sounded like Tom Cruise's dad in Far and <laughs> Away as you read that. Like spitting image of Tom Cruise's dad. <laughs> it was a great character. Very sympathetic. All right. I'm going to hop into the second paragraph here. Challenging the idea that faith concerns questions relating to belief... Wait, wait, stop! What yeah, does yeah, yeah. that mean? No, I know. I, there's, there's so many layers to that little clause.
0: Challenging the idea that faith, faith concerns,
1: concerns questions relating
0: to belief. So he's saying that faith doesn't, doesn't concern, concern questions, questions relating to belief. To belief. I, I'm not no, no, reacting. No, no, no. I just want to know. No, what... no, 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 that yeah,
1: I, I wanted to clarify that too because I feel like we're both. I mean, we're both gentlemen with advanced degrees, having to do with words, uh-huh, uh-huh. and your in your case having to do with theology, yeah. theology and faith. Yet neither of us understood. I'm what a little, that little lost. I'm yeah, I'm a, I'm a little a lost. Touch lost. Halfway into that sentence, I'm lost. All right. So, so challenging the challenging notion that faith concerns questions relating to belief, comma. comma Peter's incendiary. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was off something, something about outside it. was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Challenging the idea. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Peter's incendiary and irreligious reading of Christianity. Oh my gosh! Attacks the distinction. Between the sacred and the secular. I feel like this is a mad lib. <laughs> this is a mad lib of everything early to mid-2000s about like liberal theology. Just mashed into one little <laughs> run-on sentence. Do you or don't you agree with me on that? And I realize yeah. I'm breaking my own rule vis-a-vis responding to the thing that I'm reading. Right,
0: right. You, we're, we're now... The, the rules are out the window. The rules are out the window. Which is a very harder. Peter Rollins thing to it do. It is. The rules are out the window. And I feel like basically what you've done is you've taken... Like a, a word cloud from like a Brian McLaren book and put it in a blender.
1: That's and, right. And then poured it out. Onto this website. Onto the, yeah, right. You know, I think what I'm doing in an incendiary way is challenging the belief that we can't comment upon funny things that happen <laughs> on our own program. <laughs> I, in, in a sense, what I'm doing is turning the whole notion of this program on its head right now.
0: Oh my gosh, dude, there's this. So my, my computer, which yeah. by the way is, is also lashed. Yeah, very lashed. And the One lashed. of the hinges on the screen completely broke. And uh-huh. so I have a, a miniature, like, like shop clip. Yeah. Right? Like a, I love it. a, a clamp mm-hmm. holding it together. Um, it's going through this. I bet, I guess it's a slideshow of Peter Rollins related stuff. is well, the kind of
1: shop clamp that you would use in like, did you ever make those bridges out of like uh, popsicle sticks yeah, in, in yeah. like ninth grade? Yeah, you'd hold
0: the wood glue together. You hold for the wood glue while, together yeah.
1: with with one of those. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we're going between Peter Rollins presents pints and parables to mm. fundamental list. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I, I believe that uh, you're dead on with the Mad Lib assessment. Yeah, and uh, I'd like to hear a little more of the of the old lib.
1: Yeah, of the old. Let's do it. Um, where was I? Oh. <coughs> You're going to love this. It blurs the lines between theism and atheism. What is that? (laughs) I feel like that's the one line that can't be blurred. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I feel like that's like saying to your kid, it blurs the lines between playing in the street and not playing in the street. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Listen, I don't want to make any hard and fast lines for Mm -hmm. you, son. So... I'm not going to say, don't stick a fork into the, uh, yeah. the outlet there. I'm going to say, let's just... Let's it blurs blur the lines, the lines between
1: it. sticking a fork into the outlet and not sticking a fork into the outlet. <laughs> oh my gosh. It oh, blurs man. the lines. Are people still, like, consuming this nonsense? Dude, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read the rest of this paragraph in, like, movie preview guy. Oh, yeah, like
0: voice of God type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Blur Blur the line between the voice of God and the voice of Satan,
1: if you Yeah. Would. It blurs the lines between theism and atheism, and it sets aside questions regarding life after death. Kids, yeah, who really cares about that? Uh Who cares really where we go when we die? Not me. No. No way. It blurs the lines between theism and atheism, and it sets aside questions regarding life after death to explore the possibility of life before death. No way. I didn't even see that coming. Zach, li- this is about living your life. So it's like your best life now, kind of. Zach, think about that. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Dude. You know what? Maybe I've got this guy all wrong. Mind blown. Yeah. Maybe I'm all wrong about Peter Rollins. <laughs> I want to. I want to put a pin in this. There's one more paragraph, but all right. All right. I want you to. And, and again, this just speaks to what kind of modern modernists we are right I mean we're into these boundaries and jagged lines all over the place but
0: what they used to call bounded set in the emergent days
1: this is a bounded set question that uh-huh. I have for you if you could put a numeric value on a scale of 1 to 10 how much Peter Rollins would hate us if he met us in person 10 being he would hate us the most uh-huh. 1 being he would love us how, how, how badly would Peter Rollins hate us I think he would hate us inside Okay,
0: but that doesn't work for his
1: uh, kind of openness theology.
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually think it it would depend. Like, I mean, if we didn't get into these pseudo deep conversations, it's like faux deep, like non theology theology, the atheology. Mm. Um, he's gonna steal that if he hears about it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe we would like think he was funny. A theology. In a world In a where world. words have lost meaning because of Pomo deconstruction. Baby, quick di- This paragraph exists.
1: <laughs> quick digression. Have you seen the movie In a World with Lake Bell? No. It's so good. It's about the people who do voiceovers for movies. Really? And she wrote it. She directed It's super funny and clever. The movie's called In a World, and I would be up for watching that this week, too. Um, Tomorrow might just be all movies We're not going to want to go outside It's like we'd melt Dude, no way We'll stay in the basement We'll watch movies Um, You know what we won't be watching tomorrow But I bet Peter Rollins will be watching Is a sporting event called the World Cup Oh my gosh Are you going to be watching that? Ted, you're a sports guy I will be watching zero minutes of the World Cup You're not excited about the World Cup? I'm not at all excited about the World Cup The World Cup is a The World Cup is like Road construction in Michigan in the summer in that it's a nuisance, it comes around <laughs> once in a while, it, it diverts my easy path through the world of sports, the path that I've grown accustomed to and comfortable with. It's like when they were working on the interchange that you used to take to Grand Ledge during like the past, the last few years of our friendship of me living up here. Um, in that it was a nuisance for you, it was annoying, you had to take a, a different route. Ted, I didn't
0: like up. hearing the phrase, the last few years of our friendship, but...
1: Maybe our friendship has just taken a different form, but... Um, my point was comparing the World Cup I got you, to road I, know, I got you it yeah. just, it,
0: it, I had a little spike mm. of adrenaline when mm. I heard that In a World Cup where <laughs> Dude, it, it, essentially it's, it's annoying to you As a sports A bit of a sports authority
1: Yeah, Why? Because I feel like all the poser Pseudo fans Of soccer who live in America Come out of the woodwork for World Cup time And they wear their Garris jerseys around, um, and they're middle-aged men with paunches wearing these tight little nylon jerseys (laughs) that say, like, Manchester United and, like, Fly Emirates and, and, you know, all these colorful things. Brazil. You you haven't lived until you've seen a pasty, middle-aged, paunchy white man (laughs) in a tight-fitting yellow Brazil jersey. Now I have to admit that I
0: am jealous of the level of excitement that someone from an actual soccer country, right. legitimately experiences dude, during no, the I've, World I've, Cup. When I've traveled, the to fact other that countries. in Mexico, did you hear about this, dude? In no. Mexico, seismologists were able to mark the moment uh-huh. when a, when a particular goal was scored because of fan reaction. That's, That's no I, I mean, but but when we try and horn in on that, having yeah. not followed it at all, yeah, yeah. Now, now here's a question for you, man. Yeah, lay it on. Would you dare okay. to write an article about this reaction that you this visceral reaction for the Jackson Sun that would probably be picked up by USA Today? Or would you be yeah. like.
1: Here's f- the thing it would play really well in Jackson. Uh-huh. Like for West Tennesseans, it would play really well, but it would get me slaughtered if it ran in USA Today. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, you don't have any
0: control over what gets picked up. No, they just pick
1: up, they pick up whatever they will, so which is were- most things at this point. Um, okay,
0: dude. That's you say that so
1: casually. No, it's nice, man. It's super fun. That's cr- that's crazy. USA yeah. Today is the what the largest newspaper in the world, right? Yeah, and, it, and it, usually it runs online. I don't know like how much of the stuff finds its way into print or what just stays online. But uh, either way, it's kind of fun. I mean, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no Peter Rollins attacking the distinction between the sacred and the secular. <laughs> I mean, let me be clear about that. But. Maybe I've got, I've got one more paragraph to lay on you of Peter Rollins' bio, and then I want to I flip over to Rob Bell's page and see kind of how he's progressed since uh, we last kind of uh, thought of Rob Bell, which was probably 10 years ago. So um, this is a nice update. This is a nice update. You know,
0: and, and in a weird way, it's sort of like um, – what's the word I'm looking for? It's sort of refreshing and reassuring – that some things don't change.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, certain things don't change. It's right as rain, you know? <laughs> right as rain. Baby, I, I want to lay a left question. Left as rain, as it were. Yeah, left as, <laughs> it's left as rain. <laughs> I have to lay a hypothetical question on you that relates to this next paragraph. Just, hypothet- just two guys chopping it up. <laughs> just two guys chopping it up, two guys <laughs> talking. Did, did you ever know a guy in college who was always like swinging the conversation around to his GPA? Did you ever know I this didn't know. individual? didn't, yeah, so somebody who's, like, you know, talking about academics, and it always swung around to, like, how good his grades work. Um, I think you're going to get a taste of that in the next paragraph here. All right, let's of, hear this. Of Peter Rollins' bio. Should I read it in, uh, in, in movie preview voice, or just regular? I think so, voice? yeah. No, let's hear it in the movie theater. Peter gained his higher education from Queen's University, Belfast, where he earned degrees with distinction. So he didn't just earn degrees, he earned them with distinction.
0: But we're not going to specify the distinction. The distinction, Because it's probably yeah. not that distinguished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would hear about it, yeah, okay.
1: In scholastic philosophy, political theory, and social criticism, and post-structural thought. And word salad. That's right. <laughs> Those are all things. How would you like to be... Let me lay another hypothetical question on you. Imagine you're Peter Rollins' dad, and he comes home and he's like, Dad, I want to study... Scholastic philosophy, political theory and social criticism, and also post-structural thought. Post-structural. So if, if you're Mr. Rollins, if you're Old Man Rollins, you're hearing that menu, that smorgasbord of... You're an Irish guy. Of BS degrees. You're an Irish guy who probably was like a like a union pipe fitter, right? <laughs> yeah. And your kid comes home and he says, I want to study scholastic philosophy and post-structural thought. Neither of which, Zach, correct me if I'm wrong, are... Sort of fields where, in the free market, like people are paying you to do this work. You Neither of I mean? which
0: are probably degrees you can even get anymore. I feel like those things were so tied to the '90s mm-hmm. that, like, the moment we clicked over to Y2K, yeah. like, without anyone even deleting them from the websites of those institutions, they right. just whoop, that, that was that was what the
1: Y2K that was what the Y2K, Y2K was. crash was. Yeah, <laughs> the computer systems and the banks were fine, <laughs> <laughs> but all the garbage nonsense degrees ceased to be. <laughs> If you were a student in one of those programs in like 2001, you were, you were so screwed over.
0: Dude, that makes me think of the, another trash turd movie from the 90s, mm-hmm. um, American Pie. You remember Yeah, that?
1: such a turd.
0: So they're, they're, they're making fun of um, how like sophisticated this college girl thinks she is. Yeah. And he says, what's your major? And she goes, postmodern feminist thought.
1: Yeah. And, and I feel like... Which was basically Peter Rollins' major.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, we're almost done. He is the author of numerous books, including Insurrection. I feel like all these guys have to have a book called Insurrection. Yeah, You know what yeah.
0: I mean? And there's a manifesto involved here. Kind of like
1: how every like, B-grade action director in the 90s had to have a movie called Collateral Damage. <laughs> like, if you didn't have a movie in your library called Collateral Damage, you were not really an action director in the 90s. Insurrection. Ready for this one? Okay. The Idolatry of God. And the divine magician. He was born in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. That's super exotic. If Peter Rollins was born in like uh, Ashland, Ohio, this this would have like you know fractionally less gravitas. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. The fact that he's from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Give me give me like a a, a Rust Belt American city, and I'm going to read it with that inflection and see if it works as well. Erie, Pennsylvania. Peter Rollins was born in Erie, Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't even work. Erie, Pennsylvania. No, it doesn't work. And currently lives in Los Angeles and will die somewhere as yet unknown.
0: Does that need to be said?
1: I mean, couldn't anyone put that on their bio? I mean, everyone will die somewhere. And and what's more, no one knows where exactly they're going to die. You know what I mean? I guess someone who's,
0: like, pulling a life sentence in, like, Leavenworth or something knows where they'll die, but... (laughs) Now, it seems to me, now that we're commenting on this, that perhaps his target audience is people who don't know the difference between something that's deep and Mm -hmm. something that is literally nonsensical.
1: I feel like that is his target audience. That's his (laughs) wheelhouse. And another gentleman who shares that self-same target audience is one Robert Bell.
0: By the way, while you look that up, I'm going to read... The uh, oh, I already read some of these. the The slideshow had one more thing that that uh, I wanted to just share. There's, there's the Pints of Um which is kind of a cool logo. Actually, it looks yeah. Peter Vothish. Hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, it's not. Uh, in that, that guy has kind of found his place in uh, in the Reformed world as as the. The official graphic kind of artist. the artist of
1: record in the Reform Bureau. Building yeah.
0: on fire. I don't know what that is, but that's another cool logo. I'll tell you what. Something hipsters do well is logos. They do a nice job with logos. Atheist don't they? for Lent. There it is. Uh huh. And it and it just so it just had Adam. Uh huh. And it, you don't see Adam's face, but you do see the Sistine Chapel like teeny tiny penis that, yeah. that Adam yeah. has, <laughs> and, and God has been erased from the picture. Mm. Atheist for Lent. So yeah.
1: so basically. Yeah, suss that out theologically is the man of the cloth on the, on the no program. here's
0: the thing I feel like all of this stuff is best approached by just not acknowledging it because yeah. it's like that's what it wants it uh, wants someone to not get it
1: yes you know what I mean that's right not getting it is getting it you know what I mean <laughs> it's like in singles where, uh, where, where the, the main guy goes or the girl goes about the main guy not having a gimmick is your gimmick uh, what is Peter Rollins' gimmick? Every single word of everything that I just read is his gimmick. <laughs> I, I think it very, it very clearly uh, summarizes his gimmick. Now, I want to talk about a guy with a similar gimmick. I'm going to read you a tagline, and then I'm going to show you an image, and I want you to do some some deconstruction on the image, like you did for me before. Are you okay. up for that? Sure. Yeah, I'm always game. So this is Rob Bell's Facebook page, and he has a he has a book called What Is the Bible. And then the tagline, kind of under Rob Bell, is subversive, poetic, political, beautiful, violent, alive. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up an image for you and have you kind of do some similar deconstruction. This is the image. Okay, and describe for the audience what you're seeing and kind of how it strikes you. Like, what do you? I, think I can, can free associate
0: s- a little bit here because you can I can. This is yeah. my free association. Yeah, yeah. A movie star, a a, a uh, Netflix original wow. movie starts with that. Okay. Have you seen this man? Okay. Okay. Last scene, 1991. Okay. This is what he would look like today. Okay. Someone's looking at this poster. Yes. Then it says, "25 years earlier." Uh huh. Pan up. And Michael Sarah walks on screen. <laughs> is, oh my god! I'm saying Dude, is that this so looks right. like a uh, this is like a uh, not best or worst case scenario, just yeah. standard CGI aging of Michael Sarah. This is a C-
1: CGI aging situation of Michael Sarah. I could not agree more. So this is kind of pensive Rob Bell in that he is. He's neither smiling nor frowning in this picture, Zach, which I find interesting. He's furrowing his brow. He's furrowing his brow. He's very thoughtful. He's wearing sort of a, a 90s horizontal stripe crew neck sweater. Can I go um, on
0: record, too, as just saying I feel like Rob Bell makes infinitely more sense when he talks and writes than the, the crap you just read about Peter Rollins? Sure. On, yeah. a, on, a,
1: continuum. on a continuum. Like,
0: I mean, I, I could definitely have a meaningful conversation with Rob Bell and have... Whereas, I don't think there's anything like that can be said.
1: You've had meaningful conversations with Rob. Bell? Sure,
0: I, I yeah, because you were in the same West Grand Rapids kinda... for he, dude. That guy was so accessible. Yeah, in the ninety, the late nineties. And what's more, he was like solid back then, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, he was always kind of pushing the envelope, which is what we call sure, sure, the sure. students sure. liked about him. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, but he which is
1: what played so well in that demographic. I he mean, hadn't taken
0: the uh, the the drug that is known as Brian McLaren yet yeah. and had his, his uh, brain cells. He doesn't have McLaren-itis, you know. <laughs> but, but I mean, like I look at that and I think he's trying to hold back a little bit from, yeah. from presenting himself full on the way that, uh, that Rollins was.
1: What he's done here though, is he's, he's cocked the eyebrow. I'm going to look at, on, on your left, his right. Right, like he can smell what the rock is cooking. He can. He's cocked the eyebrow. He says, I, I have some angles on this stuff that I'm about <laughs> to lay on you right yeah, I'm, I'm about to blow your mind. I'm about to blow your mind with some stuff. What if, yeah. what if we didn't think about things right. the way you've always thought about these things? That's right. I'm about to walk around on a stage with an over-the-ear microphone and blow your mind in that way. Um, that's what that picture says to me so Zach these two gentlemen are going to be on tour and they're going to be on tour right, right down the road from here from in right. and, and,
0: and Ann Arbor which is the perfect city for the holy shift tour to visit
1: now I, I think I can say this and I think our audience knows this one of my favorite things to do with you is be an audience member at something that's funny <laughs> and we've done this in several contexts we've done it at uh, Christian rock shows We've been together in the same audience uh, in ways that are funny. We've done this at uh, writing conferences. We've done this when we've listened to panels of authors and editors in which one of them looks like an anime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I would, pay, I would pay a decent amount of money to be, in an, to be in an audience seated next to you for the Rob Bell, Peter Rollins, Holy Shift Tour. Here's the How strange fun thing. would that be?
0: I just learned this right now. Hmm? When he's going around the UK,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no Peter Rollins, mm. and yet only in the US does he have special guests Peter
1: Rollins. Here's the thing, though: Peter Rollins now lives in Los Angeles, so right. I mean, the thing about Peter Rollins is he doesn't know where he's going to die, which makes him like yet more mysterious. But he does currently live in Los Angeles. He knows
0: where he lives. He knows Although where he, he lives. lives. That's just a structural thought. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, yeah,
1: it's a very, that's a very bounded set way to think about living. I, I will tell you what, not to poke holes in it. But.
0: Sadly, when you're back up here, yeah. He's going to be in Brazil. Mm. But then, shortly after you go back home to Jackson, he's going to be in Grand Rapids and Royal Oak.
1: What are, what are the odds on both of them buying a Brazilian soccer team jersey while they're in Brazil? <laughs> 100, 100, I think it's 100%. Yeah. I think it's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's the safest bet in, in sports right now. Um, <laughs> he, he, can,
0: I, can I riff a little bit on Rob Bell's please delivery style? Yeah, please do. I feel like he owes the world an apology. How so? Because the way that Rob Bell communicates, he does a he he is, I mean everyone agrees, sure. Good communicator. He is an incredible communicator, yeah. captivator a room, he, and and he does it with like one percent energy. Sure, like he leans on a lectern, gestures just from the wrist, mm-hmm. sometimes just from the the top knuckle, just like the
1: top knuckle of his pinky.
0: Yeah, he's barely. Yeah, and, and yet,
1: and yet it's the most compelling thing he's ever. I seen. have
0: sat and listened to him give uh, both. Amazing sermons uh, at Calvary Church in the 90s and talks on the emergent world that I thought were just out of left field nonsense. And in both cases, I was like locked in. I could watch his
1: pinky twitch for hours. But
0: but the reason he owes the apology is because he is literally the only person or the one in a million who can pull that off. And yet so many people week after week, are trying to do that.
1: That's so true. Just
0: like so many people are trying to do the, the opposite end of the spectrum, which is John Piper yeah. literally contorting every joint with every word, yeah. and only John Piper can pull that off.
1: And what you're saying is there there are also a lot of Reformed pastors trying to go... Trying to do that, yeah. Trying to do that, trying to go an hour in their sermons when they shouldn't... They yeah, have they no business go going minutes. over... Yeah, 30 yes. minutes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So true, man. So so,
0: so Rob Bell has, has created an awful lot of people... Trying to sort do of Rob Bell things, do yeah, do the Rob Bell shtick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I mean, he pulls it off, but but literally no one else can, and I feel like with every passing day he can less and less. Yeah, and and so I I mean to answer your question, I, I would also
1: pay. I don't know what a ticket would be. Yeah. I'm going to click on a date and see. And keep in mind. When I say I would pay, what I actually mean is I would not go out of pocket at all for this. <laughs> if, if we could, if we could locate some free tickets, slash, be in the audience. Now, listen, is it crazy to suggest that one of our patrons on the on the program, one of our listeners, could uh, could send us to this turd of a talk, and we could then? Well, you'd have to get flown up here. I would. Yeah, the price tag is is getting higher by Steep, the cheap. Yeah, well, we're yeah. looking at thirty five bucks a seat. Is that just to get
0: in the building, or is that like that's that's rum, rum. it? Looks like that's pretty well. That's the center section. Okay. And none of those are available. Wow, this thing is getting close to. What's sold the most out. expensive ticket? It's there. a small theater. It's a teeny tiny little theater. Thirty five. I don't know because it doesn't show you the price on ones that are already taken. Oh wow! These are way in the back. These look like the cheap seats. Are $35 thirty five the cheap seats? Seat. The cheap so, seats, yeah.
1: So this is akin to... There's no nosebleeds because there's a very little theater. This is akin to, like, the cheapest seat at an NFL game 10 years ago. So if you wanted to go see the Chicago Bears or the Detroit Lions 10 years ago, you're looking at 35 out of pocket just to sit a mile and a half Way, up, way up the where, where,
0: where you'd be way better off just watching it on watching your Watching it at home on yeah. your,
1: your high-def TV. Now, is there a chance that we could watch this live-streamed? That I would do. That I would, that I would do.
0: And kind of offer some commentary... Well, let's look into that.
1: Let's do some show prep and some research and look into that. Um,
0: Could we get someone who lives in Grand Rapids to go and just like get on a conference call with us and put their phone in their, their, yeah. uh, their breast pocket of their shirt? Yeah. That, I don't know whether or not that would break copyright. Uh,
1: it probably would, but you know what? People, people used to do that for concerts, you know? Yeah, yeah. People would bootleg concerts. And uh, I, th- I feel like it would be okay to bootleg... We,
0: and we wouldn't even record it and keep it. We would just,
1: we would just listen we, and, What we would do is record it, make fun of it, and then destroy it. <laughs> well, in, in more than one way. In more than one way. We would destroy it <laughs> with our words, and then we would probably literally destroy it also.
0: Like, he, he did the, the tour called... Uh, the Gods Aren't Angry. Yeah. And he did a tour called... Everything is Sacred. Okay. And I feel like both of those... Were Velvet Elvis era, mm-hmm. when he was just like trying out, seeing how it felt yeah. to say stuff that he knew would upset everyone. Just a, just a bit, just a tip, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of the iceberg. of the iceberg, as it were. And,
1: um... that was peak Rob Bell, by the way. Yeah, I mean, really, really, really peak Rob Bell. From our standpoint, was good theology, Rob Bell. But in terms of like public scope and reach, that was Pete Grobbell.
0: That, that, see, but I don't know about that, because he's like on the Oprah network now. Mm-hmm. Like, he's an Oprah guy, so he's reaching more people.
1: But I feel like he had to sell out to do that. Yeah. This is going to sound mean, but I don't feel like they're people that necessarily matter from a, like, culture-making standpoint anymore. You know what I mean? I, I do know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And that that makes me a, a bad person.
0: And I sort of feel like, you know, re-hitching to Peter Rollins mm-hmm. is kind of re establishing his cred yeah. back to those days.
1: You know what I mean? Can I ask you another hypothetical question? Zach? Sure. Just just two guys just chatting. Just two guys just chatting, just chopping it up hypothetically. How much money would someone have to pay you to hang out for an evening with Rob Bell and Peter Rollins? The three of you guys at a, at a pub. Zero dollars. I would do that tonight. Would I you? mean, you and I. Okay, you and I. If I was there, you'd do it for nothing.
0: If, if you weren't there, I'd do it for nothing.
1: Really? Talk I about that. I think it would be interesting. Oh, see, I think it would be insufferable and boring, and you would have to like, you would have to go at least two hundred out of pocket to get me in that room. Really? Yeah, a hundred bucks an hour. I don't leave the couch for less than a hundred bucks an hour to get in that room.
0: But you would go and listen to them where you don't get to answer.
1: I would go because that would be actually both scenarios would be show prep and research at right? the time. So, I feel like it would be worse in a booth, in a pub, because I would be required to like maintain eye contact with them and act like I was interested in what they were saying. That would be, that would be the rub. That would be the thing that would, that would necessitate the two handy to get me off the couch. What are you looking for, baby? looking, looking for the, uh, the... The lighter? Crystal
0: meth lighter, yeah. All right, here we go.
1: There you go. Baby, have we thoroughly exhausted this, this Rob Bell, Peter Rollins topic? And would you like to cleanse the palate with a little chapter from a book that you and I know and love, called Re-Raptured Again. Yeah, but I want to close it with one, with one question. Please
0: do. On a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. how surprised were you to find out that this was still sort of a thing?
1: Bounded set question, I don't appreciate that. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to nail you down to an you're integer. you trying to nail me
0: down, which and I do Numbers, don't like. numbers yeah.
1: and math are actually also structural thought. They're structural thought, and I consider myself sort of a post-structural. This is not stuff that way. would be...
0: I, I feel like what their, their real wheelhouse is stuff that would be discussed in the, the cave... Yeah. At uh, at the prep school, yes, this where is, Dead Poet Society took place. This
1: is Tony East Coast Cave Talk, Prep School Cave Talk.
0: And I feel like you and I are kind of the Chet Danbury who would show Danburys. up and wreck it all. Yeah, dude,
1: I'd be too busy. I'd be at football practice. You know, <laughs> um, actually, what was the question you just asked me? How, how
0: surprised were you that this is still a thing,
1: dude? Pretty surprised, actually, that they're still touring. They're still filling theaters with people who want to hear this crap. Like that surprises me. I oh, don't know God. how many
0: seats there are here. It doesn't look like. That many, I feel like like the Happy Rant live events next time they happen will probably, you know, sell as many tickets as this thing will. Dude, you know in, what... in this one location. Not, not 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 tour
1: wide. You know what I equate it to, which didn't surprise me? These like sort of apostate musicians of like five to eight years ago who sort of made their reputation on like I used to be a Christian artist, but now I'm apostate and I'm really. Stephon type thing. And they're playing like house shows where you bring your own like couch cushion to sit on and they play in front of like nine people. That didn't surprise me from a scope and size standpoint. I would have expected Peter Rollins to be in a house show kind of stage in his career where he's saying like apostate stuff in front of nine people. But the fact but, that he's still Rob
0: Bell. I mean, you, you had to have known Rob Bell was Rob Bell, still a name. Rob, he can
1: still put he can still put butts in the seat. He's still sure. legit, legit, legitimately
0: famous. And he's saleable. He's a
1: saleable. This is a guy
0: who was on. I think it was on the cover of Newsweek or Time or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, this was after the, they had kind of given up, but mm-hmm. still, still, that's a big still, deal. That's, that's a big bigger deal than either you or I will be from a kind of worldly standpoint, ever. or ever have, yeah, or, or would actually want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I would never want to be. A big enough deal where people who who uh, thought that my shtick was was goofy would spend forty five minutes kind <laughs> yeah. of uh,
1: deconstructing my shtick,
0: deconstructing my
1: deconstructions, deconstructing my deconstructions. Ooh, Ooh. dude, how deep is hey. that? Listen, deconstructing my deconstructions in a world in a where world. I'm challenging the
0: deconstruction of deconstructions through deconstruction,
1: where I'm turning deconstruction on its ear, which is basically reconstructing. <laughs> Where I've gone so far deconstruction,
0: I'm, I'm reconstructing I'm it.
1: actually building. <laughs> uh.
0: Daring to challenge the notion that thoughts are <laughs> things that happen in the mind. Daring ca- <laughs> Daring to challenge the idea that synapses firing in the brain produce thought patterns.
1: Daring to go where no other crappy theologians have dared to go. Meaning every other crappy theologian. <laughs> Oh baby, let's cleanse the palate with a little uh, a little gut check, a little gut check literacy. Month. G-
0: give me a guy to be. Uh, I want to be. See. I don't want to just listen. I want to take
1: part. I gotta. Now. I know. I know. I want you to take part. I gotta pull the chapter. Up so here.
0: what we left with was one of my
1: favorite moments, uh-huh. which is
0: I heard you through the wall. He hands Van Shrimpy hands Vince an egg and says, "It's free it's range. Free range. End so, of chapter." So
1: we're in Brooklyn. We're in Park Slope with Van Shrimpy and Vince and. Our next chapter is Chapter 8, the Park Slope Writers' Collective. Um, Can I be Van Shrimpy? Be Van Trimpey. Right. I mean, Van Trimpy is your brainchild as a character, so I feel like you should be him.
0: Not based on anyone real.
1: No, absolutely not. Yeah, fully fiction. So this is uh, this Gut Check Literacy Month. Um, we are ready for Chapter 8. Of Meaning our-
0: there's not anyone who I'm dreading hearing that he died... Not only because I don't want anyone, you know, to, to wish God. anyone's yeah. death, but because yeah. it would really mean I felt weird about continuing this. Do you think fictional
1: Tim Van Shrimpy knows where he's going to die? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he knows he's going to die in Jerusalem. Do you feel like he lives in Los Angeles? <laughs> he doesn't, because we know he lives in Brooklyn. He lives Park in Park Slope. Slope, yeah. Yeah. All right, this is Chapter 8, the Park Slope Writers Collective. Father Vince's heart rate gradually returns to a non-emergency range after he talks with Van Shrimpy for a few minutes. And finds out that A, Van Trimpy has no idea who he actually is, and B, they have a lot in common. <laughs> Van Trimpy eventually invites him into his own hallway flat, where oh, they de- New hallway was the name of the movement. New hallway is the architectural movement. Yeah, it's a long, skinny dwelling. Van Trimpy eventually invites him into his own hallway flat, where they decide to scramble some eggs together.
0: Ah, the life of the vagabond writer,
1: Van Trimpey says, romanticizing the whole thing.
0: Sometimes I roll myself a cigarette and just sit on the roof with my journal, drinking in this whole mad beautiful city.
1: <laughs> Vince realizes he's been doing the same thing, just on a different corner of the roof, dramatically, <laughs> dramatically looking at a different part of the mad beautiful city. He's confused by the apparent soulful, sensitive side of Van Trimpey's character. Van Trimpy is coy about his past. I used to really want to change the world through
0: something huge. This, uh, this grand gesture.
1: He says while flipping the omelet. It's so strange to see Van Trimpy like this, leaning against one wall in the hallway apartment <laughs> while stirring the omelet on a hot plate. Does it count as an omelet if it's just an egg mixed with American cheese? <laughs> Vince decides to go for it conversationally. What kind of a grand gesture, he asks. Van Shrimpy absent-mindedly fidgets with the drawstring on his Denver Values hoodie. His titanium knees creak as he moves deftly around the small kitchen. Conversation is a challenge in these flats, as in order to stand comfortably, the two men have to stand side to side against one wall. Don't judge me, the doctor says sheepishly. <laughs> but but I, th- I thought I was friends with the Messiah. He laughs a little at the memory <laughs> of it all. I mean, it didn't really go
0: anywhere in the sense that I implanted a my. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't really go anywhere in the sense that I implanted a microchip in his neck and was controlling him with a late-model Sega Genesis controller. Also, there was flying involved. But still, I can tell I'm boring you.
1: Not at all, says Vince, thoughtfully swirling his can of Yo Soy Fizz, <laughs> which is a knockoff cola Van Trimpy bought at a Mexican grocer in the neighborhood. But now... Van Trimpy explains. I'm changing the world through my writing. He produces a stack of moleskin journals and a worn
0: Dell laptop. I used to be in television, but that's an artificial and plastic world. Now I'm only interested in the things that are real. People, their stories, the way this city smells in the morning.
1: I know what you mean, says Vince, leaning in. When he leans in, he he hits his forehead on the other wall of the apartment. It doesn't deter him. I just want to be a part of something big and real. I'm working on a novel of my own. The two men lose themselves in hours of conversation about the challenges of writing. You just gotta put your butt in the seat and do the work, Van Shrimpy says finally, parroting something that he heard at every writer's (laughs) conference that has ever been, and also something that has appeared on every writer's blog. To that end, and this seems
0: a little forward, but I've started a writer's group here in the city. We call ourselves the Park Slope Writers Collective. You seem like a kindred spirit. You want in? We're
1: actually meeting tonight. Vince holds his gaze. He's hesitant to hitch his metaphorical welcome wagon to Van (laughs) Shrimpy again. Yet there is something so compelling about this man, so charismatic. There is a loud thump at the door. That should be him right now, Van Shrimpy says, reaching up from the futon to unchain the locks on the door. He swings the door open to reveal the huge, lumbering, and unmistakable physique of one Duke Morrison. Uh Morrison navigates his bulk into the small space, knocking over a few vinyl (laughs) Bob Dylan records in the process. Duke, this is... Van Trimpey's voice trails off. Gosh, I just realized I never got your name. The silence is pregnant, not unlike Duke and Vince's wives. Read that again! The the silence is pregnant, not unlike Duke and Vince's wives. Vince froze his brow and sticks out his hand. Ross, he says. My name is Ross. (laughs) Father Vince watches a lot of Friends on Netflix at night, and Ross is his favorite character for obvious moral compass reasons. (laughs) Ross, pleasure to meet you, Morrison says, engulfing the father's small hand with a vice grip handshake. Morrison then unfolds his shoulder bag, out of which falls a cascade of note cards and mind maps. It's funny, but these characters have become like family to me, he says, (laughs) parroting something he has heard at every writer's conference that has ever existed. Their idol is interrupted by the chirping of Father Vince's phone. Fellas, I gotta grab this, he says, viewing Carol Ann's ID. Father Vince, she says excitedly. (laughs) You are a father. What, he asks. Kids didn't figure into his grand plan of changing the world through handmade leather goods and the great American novel. (laughs) You're pregnant? (laughs) No, I mean, you're a father, she says. He can hear a baby crying (laughs) in the background. She is glowing almost through the phone. I delivered this morning. I named him Vincent Ironsides. Vince, in shock, drops the phone again. And that's the end of the very quick chapter. Just a little kind of one-off chapter about just some guys like us who like to write for just a living. Just two guys you talking. Right? Just two guys talking, hypothetically, about a, a little writer's collective in the city. This vibrant, mad city. Dude, can
0: I can I tell you about something that I haven't told you about yet that's of very exciting? Yeah, Reason to be this novel? Of course. Actually, not this one, but the first? Yeah. There is a gentleman in the Gut Check Army by the name of
1: Pete Ford. Pete Ford. You I know, know Pete who Pete Ford is? Yeah, Pete Ford is a former student of mine, believe me. Pete it or not. Ford
0: is the man. Because How I, is he the man? I got this email from him.
1: Okay, later. It on. says,
0: Hey, this has been sitting on my computer for a little while. Behold, the audiobook of Re Raptured, which I edited from the podcast eps." What? Thank you for your concern about literacy. You've made the world a better place. Instead of an attachment, I lashed a Dropbox link to this email. Oh
1: my goodness, and Pete he's, Ford is a hero. He's
0: created, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to make this fully available to Gut Check Army members. Absolutely. Pete so, Ford is heroic. Dude, Pete Ford mm. is basically, he's changing the world through the great American novel. Dude,
1: he really is and, and that's something that we poked fun at in that last chapter, but I want to I let Pete Ford and the world know that that is, that is exactly what he's doing and Tip of the cap to one p
0: Yeah, pe- tip of uh, Peter Rollins' uh, distressed fedora to it's, you. Absolutely,
1: P4. absolutely, Zach. This has been uh, this has been another fun-filled episode of the Gut Check Podcast, and I look forward to letting our computers cool down in the basement for a little while so they stop <laughs> crashing. And then, uh, and then, recording another EP, which is going to be primarily chapters from indeed, this self same book, rewrapped again. There, there needs
0: to be some sushi consumed in the mid. Going to be a meantime, little sushi right. in
1: the middle. In the meantime, there may be a little Ben Affleck movie watching in the meantime, uh, which I, I for one, am looking forward to, and I know you are as well. And we will see you
0: next time,
1: dude. <laughs> yeah.